Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Indie Comic Spotlight, the show where we do a deep dive into an ongoing series or graphic novel from a company other than the big two. And I'm here as a special surprise bonus with my very good friend and co-host for Season's Greetings for Back to the Bibliography. For the man, the myth, the legend, I am Jack's Musings. Hello, friend. How are you? I'm great because I've read this wonderful comic and because we've jumped in and added an extra recording together. So, yeah, it, yes, it, I'm happy in, in multitudes of in ways. In multitudes of ways. Yeah. So this was one of those things that I was, it was, it's a French comic. It was from Casterman Comics, um, written by Matt, drawn by Luke Jockerman. Jockerman comes first. So that's two mm. comics, Fiona's Soap Killer. The killer and and saga where the artist is listed first. And look at how elite right. those two comics are. <laughs> right, yeah. Rightfully so for all the mm. reasons. Yeah. So um and Luke Jockman actually does the colors and the letters too. Mm. He does it all. Yeah. And actually the intro the introduction to the American version, which was put out through Arcania Press, um, which is Arcania Studios, which is part of Boom now. Mm. Um, and I've read a different Arcania not that long ago. Um, I covered something. I have to think about what it was. But they're pretty, you know, it's they're like a, a subsidiary of Boom now. They're their own thing. But like Boom is putting them out. It's kind of like this top cow and image or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's that where it's we're our own line. But here we are. And it's like the American version of it, the translation of it, which is interesting, too, because it's very wordy. And so I'm really curious, like I assume and I didn't look, they assume the translator must have got and or did Matt's translate it? Himself? I think Matt's did it. I think okay. I read that Matt's did it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense because, but it would be like if it weren't him, then it would be mm-hmm. an Eisner for translation because that is a heavy <laughs> sure. lift, right? I mean, there's so much going on. <laughs> um, the intro to the American version that I have because I read the full omnibus is by yeah. Bendis, who's not, yeah. he's who he is. But my favorite thing he said is like, um, if I picked up a book that was written by Jesus and drawn by Kirby, but the colors weren't any good, I'd put it down. And I was like, I appreciate that, how how true that can be that there's, you know, there's elite colorists. Mm-hmm. And to color your own book takes a lot of fucking time. Mm. So this was all brand new to me. And it was only because the Fincher film. So you know more. So give us a brief history of your history with the killer and how you came to find it. And again, we discussed the last episode, oddly enough, that your French is shitty. So we know you didn't read it in the original <laughs> in the original French. So I would love That's to know definitely how you true. came across it. Yeah. I mean, I do think it probably was the fact that it got announced that Fincher was adapting it because I was doing some research. I think that was as far back as 2007 when he optioned it. And that would make sense because I think around that time I was in a, a buying monthlies zone. So I was probably more aware of kind of not just film stuff, but comic stuff. So sure. you know, actually, right now my, my to hand comics knowledge is, is fairly poor because I'm reading probably at least a year behind publications because I'm just reading collections rather than. Yeah. Same. And also I'm waiting for collections to go on sale if I can. <laughs> um, if there's nothing I'm desperate to read. Yeah. So I'm way behind on that. But yeah, so I think I read that he was optioning it. I read the concept of it, that it was kind of uh, a bit like a French New Wave inspired noirish comic. And I thought, fucking hell. All right. And I tracked down the first volume and I literally read that paper, cover to cover in one sitting. Back devoured. then. 20, Back then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, nice. maybe okay. not 2007, but. But, well, but a while whenever. ago. Whenever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, long, a long time ago. Yeah. 
And then that was that, really. And I was like, yeah, that was so good. The, the first <laughs> volume kind of has a natural arc, as a lot of first volumes do. Yeah, yeah. And Just then, in case, because you never know. Yeah. And then I think I realised, oh, actually, there's loads more. So I bought on Comixology um, what they call... They call it, they do call them volumes, don't they? It's like chapters, and they call the collections volumes. So I bought volume two, and that would have been much more recent than that, maybe like a few years ago. And for some reason, I stopped there. I don't really know why. Maybe at that point, Archaea had only put out the second one. I don't know. So again, the Fincher movies come around. I was like, oh, yeah, I've got the first volume of that. I knew I had that because it's in print. So I'll dig that out. And then I was scrolling through my comics and I was like, oh, I bought the second volume of that. I'd forgotten. So I thought, okay, well, great. I'll read those two. And they're so good that I then went and paid for me what is £16 for their That's complete no collection for the volumes three, four, and five. So I had that. So I've got the same one as you. So now I have volume one in print, volume two separately by itself in digital, and the complete collection in digital. But do you know what? It all feels like it's worth the money to me. Yeah, I know. I think it's it's money well spent. I mean, I I just got it from Hoop for Digital, which of course gives them three bucks. So mm-hmm. uh, not the same, um, but it's definitely one. You know, it's it's a collection that's worth owning. You know, it's it's definitely yeah. a. It's one I know I'll go back to and read like countless times. So well, and it's 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 interesting because, um, I love that story. So I'm glad that and again, thanks David Fincher. That's yeah, what right, comes down to. Yeah. Thanks David Fincher for making Alien Three. I wonder if he influences my life <laughs> at all. At all. Yeah. Mm. No. Not in <laughs> not, any way. Not everything shape. I have out on the internet at, at all. Ever. Is nothing. Not, is nothing. Not I don't even know. I don't even know who that is. I it's the first <laughs> David Fincher. Is he French too? Um <laughs> No, I but again, listen, and I know I saw you recently reviewed a new alien comic and you said you don't hate on Alien 3. I don't either. It's no. it's not as bad as everybody says it is. It just I, it's just because they retconned aliens. That's the problem. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there are. Yeah, that is, that is the problem. Is that they kill off two characters you don't want killed off, but um, it's fine. But also, it, it's difficult when a film is fine after two five star masterpieces. Right. That's <laughs> two true. of the best genre films ever made within their own kind of right slightly niche genres, yeah. sci fi horror and sci fi action. Like it doesn't really get any better. So nothing's ever going to be as good. And I think both of us probably like it more than Fincher. He fucking hates it. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I definitely like it more than him. There's no <laughs> yeah. doubt about that. And you know, <laughs> right. And I know he felt salty and and you know, right. he was he a kid coming over few, from yeah, right. He was coming over from music videos and mm. whatever, you know. So it's all fine. And he's an excellent even people, if you just watch the music videos, he makes they're amazing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's no joke. He may know a thing about how to make how to make film. Um, but yeah, so it's so I'm glad he discovered it, you know, that it was a comic that he wanted to read so that you found it. So here we are. And so it was only because you and I were talking about it and I didn't mm. even realize what it was. I mean, I knew I saw an ad for, you know, Fastbender in the hat and I was like, oh, cool. And whatever that is, I'm going to watch. That's what I said when I saw that. Whatever that is. <laughs> I didn't even know it was Fincher. I'm like, whatever that is, I'm going to watch. And um, which is interesting, and we have to have a long conversation about the kinds of things that bug me and the kinds of things I'm totally fine with when it comes to like <laughs> considering how I spent my morning watching a terrible film. Yeah, sure. Um, but but so then I just picked it up and started reading it, and I was like, I I just sent you the screenshot of the one line where mm. he's, where he says, "Truth is, 
when you hold a gun to somebody's hand, it's easier to shoot them. And it was when I got to that line that I sent that image to you. And I was like, we obviously have to talk about this. Like, <laughs> even if I never read another word past that, like that in and of itself, I think we need to. So, um, yeah. So what is, so here we are, people. We're, we're, we are of the time. This will come out mm. right around the day. It'll actually not be the day before because I, I think the movie comes out on the 10th, but I already have something that's coming out on the 9th that is, uh, people have already heard it. Keith interviewed um, somebody and it's a, mm. it's a guest spot and they, it, that's a new thing coming out. So we t- wanted to have that come out for Stefan right away. Mm. So that's coming out on the 9th. So this will be the, the, the Thursday after um, the movie has come out. Um, so we're not pressing. like us to be on trend. We're, I mean, we are very no. on trend. All of a sudden, it's like I know seasons greetings is like this is something that was forty years old, and we're going to talk about it like it's new. And this is like holy shit, here we are. I mean, this is old too. But so mm. we are, we are on the money with this one. So people, you should. Um, I have no idea what the movie is going to be like, so we can't speak to that because we've not seen it yet. Now Max no. has seen it. He has, yeah. I mean, it is out here in the UK, but on very limited release. The Chaos on in my area, which is the like an independent cinema chain. They're showing it. But um, yeah, as much as I love Fincher, I've just, on in this occasion, I think I'm just going to be a bit tight because knowing it's going to come on Netflix and I'm already paying for Netflix. And because of a few years ago, during all the COVID lockdown, my lovely partner bought me a home cinema unit so I can literally set up, I can send everyone off to bed, bye. And I can turn my living room into a cinema. So um, yeah, that's what I decided to do on this occasion. So It's totally fair. We'll, We'll have to take Max's word for it for now. Well, we trust Max. We do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we see what Max buys. We see that's like that shitty movie you shared with me. I was like, Max, you must own this. And he neither he nor John Hammond owned it. So I'm shocked. Shocked. I feel quite proud of that. I've discovered something that you but know. before I know because sometimes Max sends like a video out or like a picture of a DVD, a blue blue case. Or what do you guys call them? Steel case that he got, and it's like that seems fake. Like you are yeah, making sure. up. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. making up movie posters because that can't be a thing. So. So Max loves garbage, but that also means he eats all he eats the garbage. And so he can tell you when something is super good. And he's like Absolutely. exceptional. So um, so the comic though, we don't know what the movie's about other than Fast Bender wears a hat. Mm. Um well, so that is real we've seen him do that what six times as Magneto. So we know we know he can wear mm-hmm. a hat. Um so what is the killer about? What is the what is your if you're log lining it, if you're giving everybody the brief overview? Mm. What is the killer about? What is the killer about? The killer is about an existential, nihilistic hitman who narrates in a hardboard way how he feels about the world as he carries out sometimes quite intricate, sometimes quite spontaneous hits that he does because he's good at it and because he essentially thinks it's as good a job as any other. I think in my review for the for the first volume, when I reread it, having watched the mechanic recently, both the Statham and the Bronson version, it is like some of the setups are very similar to that, that idea of like making the hits look like suicide or look like accidents. So it is very much a mixture of that kind of idea. And it does feel like a combination of like kind of 70s indie American cinema and earlier 60s French new wave like crime cinema I don't know if you've ever seen Le Samurai no but I want to now what a name yeah yeah it's, a, it's a wonderful I think it's Alan Delon I think is the name and he's essentially this kind of killer character like walking around and 
musing on life and like ghost dog ghost dog is very influenced by the samurai okay yeah. okay because as soon as you yeah, said yeah. the samurai and i was like and i almost said i'm like no but i saw it, ghost dog which is a dumb name but of, i love that movie yeah it's sort of an american remake not you know it's like a inspired by or like a I can't think what the word is. You know, when the directors say, like, I saw that and it made me want to make this. It's that kind of... It was influenced by, heavily yeah, influenced yeah. by. And I mean, that doesn't surprise me that he would see a weird French movie and be like, you know what would be cool if I could get Forrest Whitaker to play a samurai? That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah. I keep hearing, though, and I know you're not as high on Jarmusch as I am, but I keep hearing that there is a sequel. Oh, it's a ghost film. Yeah, that oh, it's cool. out, that the script is written and that Whitaker is... Mm. I mean, why would you say no? I do like Ghost Dog. It's a good, good movie. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I, so, but anyway, it wouldn't shock me that Jarmusch found, mm. oh know, yeah, yeah, something like that, and been like, yeah, I love that. He, he could have just remade it shot for shot, and most Americans wouldn't know anyway. True. Yeah, yeah. Been right? <laughs> like, you know, that's and that happens a lot over here. Is we take, we'll find uh, foreign films, and instead of like subtitling them or just dubbing them like old school like the way that i saw all of my bruce lee movies which is i'm mm, four mm. i loved those dubbed bruce lee movies i mean i thought what don't remake enter the dragon just show me enter the dragon and i get if we could have read it but you know I, the dubbed versions are amazing too you know um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah 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 and so to me it's just like release it with dubbing or just release it mm-hmm. and let us read we can handle it we'll watch it twice uh, but we don't do that. We just are like, let's remake it, but not have it be as good. I mean, pretty much always. Yeah. And even when it is, even when it is good, you know, something like The Departed is an excellent movie. Yeah. But it's still not quite as good as Infernal Affairs that inspired it. So, or that it's a remake of. So, like, even when it is really good and it's Scorsese and it's DiCaprio and it's Damon and it's Wahlberg and his best performance ever, it's still like, yeah, that's great. But it's still not that. Yeah. yeah. When it's like, what's the, um, the one that's gotten um the the one that vanilla sky was based on Scott uh, and Julian did. yeah 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 mm. yeah and they they talked about i didn't see it you know but i i didn't realize that that was a total like mm. it wasn't mm-hmm. a shot for shot and they they went back and forth of course you'll be surprised that julian liked the, the french one better and of course <laughs> when he could also understand you know he speaks fluent french he probably read this in french and is like oh yeah, sure. you know uh-huh. um sorry Julian, that was terrible. That was my bad. French, I should be. I'm not a. I'm not a Franco hater. I'm. I'm a Francophile. So, um, yeah, I love all that. And there is something very French about this. I mean, it very. Mm. It's hardly any of it's in France, but there's mm. a very. Um, and of course, they're French, so go figure. But like you said, that French noir. That there's a. There's a. There's something that the stuff that I've seen, which again, as we've just discussed, most of it gets remade or it gets jarmouched mm. or it gets whatevered. Um, we we can't handle some of that stuff over here. And generally, to be honest, a lot of the French movies that make it over here have lots of nudity in them. You'll be shocked. Those yeah. are the ones that just get replayed. And they're like, oh, there's hardly any words in this. So we'll just play the French movie and you'll watch it. That's what they'll just they'll release the French movie where there's a lot of, you know, naked ladies in it. But if it's yeah. a like a movie like that, like, you know, the Le Samurai, we're like, oh, we can't play that. We'll make it Ghost Dog. So, but, but what I do know, you know, I've seen some French films so i get i get what it is i get what's happening and there's um mm. you know and, and i'm here for that and obviously they they were highly and highly uh influenced by that stuff i definitely yeah yeah i mean i think i've seen some i'm not an expert yeah. at all, but you know i've seen 
I was just looking up. Yeah, like so, it's Alan Delon is the main character in Samurai, but he was famous for playing these kind of, I suppose, the French version of like a Bogart. Of yeah. Like a, of, that's who he was. Very stoic and internal, and had a, a code he would abide by, and all that kind of stuff. So, but it, they all came out in this explosion of, of like kind of, Melville was the director, and um, my brain is not working tonight. The director of Breathless, who is a really famous French director, and I'm supposed to be the film guy. Um, it's fine, but from this, uh, you know, French yeah, yeah. Wave era, and it's interesting how these things bounce back and forth, isn't it? Because of course they're inspired by 30s american gangster movies then it becomes a new french and then it becomes a 70s american independent movement and then it's interesting how these things are like bouncing off each other well yeah and you think about like the spaghetti westerns right you know what i mean that's italian people making american movies and you're just like and then there's like all of the like there's a lot of like really bad just italian movies that are just like because there's no copyright there so there's like shot for shot remakes of alien and and like <laughs> yeah. uh, like that are just like ridiculous but it's like because they can't because they're mm-hmm. not going to get distributed in america and you can't touch us there's no copyright laws here so we'll just do it and those old french movies where they would or those old italian movies where they would just the actors weren't all even speaking the same language because they right. didn't matter they were just like acting and doing things and there were different people in the I did know that I think Lou Ferrigno didn't know that in his Hercules, he thought he was doing the, he thought it was going to be his voice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so he, it wasn't until he saw it that he found out that they dubbed him, Mm. you know, I guess even like the David Prowse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's a, that's a piss. And that happened to the kid, the kid from Superman. They do his voice. Mm over on the the one you know you know everybody knows the scene of which we speak and i mean he is christopher reeve so if anybody if you want to have christopher reeve read my voice i'd be do do my lines i'm fine i'm here (laughs) for that so that is exactly what it is so we talked all around it we talked about what it is and what it isn't and what it could be and i think that's important because like I think one of our first or second collaborations our first collaboration on comics where where was that coffin bound we did, no, we, we did, did Firefly. Serenity, didn't we? Yeah, 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 right. And then we did, and then we had, but this, obviously, yeah. he's read this. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good God. And of course, Danny's French, mm. right? So this might, this kind of feels like one of those comics that, that every, everyone maybe, yeah, that kind of like, of course, yeah, of course, like us in the public don't know. Right. Maybe in the comics world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, well, of course I've read Jacqueline Matz's killer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's of course that's influenced me. Of course. That, Clearly. Yeah. It's, it's, you know how, like, Coffin Bound is. Yeah, astonishing it, work. It, it's, it, it is astonishing work. And this this feels that way. And I mean, when we interviewed mm. him, I think he would have been fine if they put Danny's name first, too, on the sure. on the book. But, um, and I get why Jackman's first on this. It makes perfect sense to me because it is. But it is wordy. It is. It, there's a lot mm. going on. So, but it is this work of my review is just comics is philosophy sold. Yeah. And um, I didn't give it five stars because I do have a few nits to pick, but they're minor. And it's just that is going to happen when a story goes on. Mm. You know what I mean? And you're mm-hmm. like, whether it's a minor inconsistency or whether it's like, where are we now? When are we now? Some of yeah. the nonlinear. St- and I love a good nonlinear story, but it's like. Because the killer doesn't, and I know that's part of it. He doesn't mm-hmm, change mm-hmm. what he looks like. Although sometimes we're, this is, he's, because Jackman does the colors himself. 
there are times when the killer looks different skin tone wise. So is that yeah. supposed to be a sense of how long he was in like, the jungle with his with his partner? Yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but that makes sense, doesn't it? Because there are some like between volumes two and three, there's a four year time jump, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And I think between a, volumes yeah. four and five, there's a and this is less clear. Things volumes four and five, there's a two year time jump. At least because it's all based on their sign. Yeah, That's the only yeah, way I yeah. can tell is as is when yeah. he gets big. He's definitely bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're Stallone, you just decide to age your son up by ten years while you've been away in Russia for a few months. <laughs> you just right. see what you want. But um, no, you're right. So I hadn't thought of it. That makes total sense. But I do think this is quite an interesting track as well, isn't it? Because there was a literal four years between Volume Two and Volume Three coming right. up for the for the artists as well, and I think you can see. Jack and Mon's art style was developing, most especially actually between volume one and volume two. I think but, so um, too. Yeah, it's I quite think a it's big most dark. Yeah, but but that's that's cool. I haven't thought about like he's more tan because he's been out on the beach or for four years. And so it's when they got to yeah. volume three, I was like, because you know he's a white French guy mm-hmm. who just speaks all these languages. You know, he speaks he speaks Spanish, obviously, and he speaks whatever his. They I don't think he say... mentioned six, doesn't he? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Point. And well, and we assume we assume one of them, like he and his father-in-law, can communicate, mm-hmm. and you don't really see them communicate, but you know that they do, yeah. Um, because of the way that it's written with the translation, that's just all in English for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether yeah. they're speaking French, so we know that when they're France, he's speaking French. When they know they're in Cuba, he's speaking Spanish. When he's when he's there in Argentina, right? No, Venezuela. Venezuela yeah. So they're speaking Spanish in Venezuela. So, but then he goes into Brazil, so you know he's speaking Portuguese. Like it's just we just don't. Mm. Pay no attention to that. They don't do the brackets that translated from. Nice. It's just what it is. So there is some of that kind of like, where are we now kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, that that niggled at me a little. But that was the big thing was I thought was the. Did you notice it, too, though, that he you're, that he that sometimes the killer just looked he was colored differently? I don't think I did. If I'm yeah, no. it, it really. And I, and I, I assumed because everything is so intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think the the level of detail that are in some of the panels, it doesn't feel like anything's there by accident. So maybe just because I was I was in the story as yeah. I'm reading. I mean, at times he's obviously a bit more stubbly, isn't he? At times yeah. he's a bit more unkempt. I noticed that, but no, I hadn't. But I I like it. Yeah, it gives me an excuse to go back and read it again. And Darn, start. yeah, just to see if that's <laughs> there. And um, yeah, I just think it's. I think, boy, I just. I've got so many things. It's like the, it's like one of those things where you're like, there's so much to say, you don't even know where to start. You know, it's interesting because so, we're, we're covering five volumes, aren't we? But I yeah. sort of feel like we could have done five episodes. We probably oh, sure. could have done. Maybe we should. You know, have. We're doing the complete collection, and I yeah, think that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But I think we probably could have done volume by volume, to be honest. There's sure. To say. There's oh, there's definitely enough to say. So the it is there. It is nihilist, and we have been talking about that. So it's really another perfect thing that this fits in between our. Oliphant season and during back to the bibliography, <laughs> like there is this sense of nihilism and you, we've talked about, we talked about it last episode and that you, mm. you're kind of love for that and it's on full display here. So I guess, you know, and again, not to turn this into totally me and Julian talking about William Blake, but I think we need to talk about nihilism a little bit. Not like, I mean, we're both teachers. It's not like we're here to like school everybody, but what is the appeal to nihilism? And again, without having to, you don't have to bear your whole soul, but what is the mm. appeal about 
nihilistic philosophy to you and why do you think that it works specifically because it works in this yeah i mean i guess a nihilist hitman can't be a new idea that must have been around since there's been nihilism and since there's been hitman i assume yeah it seemed you know it just seems a perfect fit doesn't it that his sense of the world and his sense of people would align with the fact that there's a couple of comments where it's like I, I, I don't have any rules. I don't have some way. Some hitmen say I won't kill women. I won't kill children. It's like, why? They're just people. Like it makes a difference if you're old at the end of your life or young at the start of your life, your life is still being taken. And I'm not saying I'm going to start going around whacking kids. I'd lose my job pretty damn quickly. Pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Along with everything else. But, um, there's something about that sense of we're all the same. He means it. I don't even think he knows how he means it sometimes, but he, the way it's presented sometimes is he means it as in like, we're all worthless. But then he'll have these moments of questioning like, we're either all worthless or we're all precious and we're all priceless. And he's not quite sure himself, but it just makes it a complete level playing field, which I think is really interesting. I agree completely. And I think it is interesting is the word and you know that's that means nothing like you say well, that's interesting yeah, like yeah. if one of our students said oh it's, I know. Yeah, you're, you're like right. hey what did you think of most dangerous game and you're like well that's interesting oh that's I've bullshit just been, i've just yeah. been listening to freaking talk to mark maron actually and he he literally says i i, I if anybody calls my films interesting like i'm done with them i hate that review and like <laughs> who said it william freaking sorry oh, okay. freaking no, nice. yeah, yeah. sorry i take i take it back yeah, yeah, nice. Well, but that's good. That's awesome. I'll, I, I, I Mark, listen to Marin. I don't, I like save him up and then I'll listen to like, you know, a bunch in a row because uh, he can be a little intense sometimes. Sure. Mark Absolutely, can. Yeah. 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 Um, I saw him like years and years ago and it was stand up, like, like it, early days in a club in Ann Arbor hilarious. beneath a vegan restaurant. Yeah, I've never heard of him till Glow, and then oh yeah, god, fantastic. no, no, yeah. I mean, I've listened to his, I've listened to the WTF podcast for years and years and years, and mm. uh, well, that's amazing, that's good. And then there's actually a show called Marin that was on IFC where he plays a heightened version of himself doing the okay. podcast. That is worth watching because that is that is just like all of his stand up bits on full display, right. like but as a as a show. Anyway. Um, Anywho, okay, well, I'll have to check that out. But yeah, anyway, so interesting is the right word, though, because it is. I think it's interesting, but it's interesting because. So I think it, yeah. I think if you just stop at interesting, that's the problem. It's interesting because that is the interest. That's the part about nihilism that I find fascinating is that is it, you just said it perfectly. So is it that all things are precious or nothing is precious? And mm-hmm. And I feel like. That is what gets nihilists down. That's what gets me down sometimes. Is like I live in a country where, and I mean, this country, this book does not like Americans. No, <laughs> we well, so, don't even have to call them Americans. Statesiders, so yeah. Statesiders, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know the Brits. To be honest, actually, doesn't like the Brits either. No, no, doesn't. But no, not as much it, as it doesn't like the Americans. Oh man, no way! Wow, and I get it though. <laughs> but I, I get it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I live in a country where the United States of America, that was, and it's not that it's not actually the killer who says it. It's his Cuban friend. Uh, Mariano. Yeah. 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 Who says, um, um, we're Americans. <laughs> you <Yeah>. motherfuckers. <laughs> it's all the same. 
Oh, just like only North Americans. Because you don't even say Canadians. You don't call them Americans. They're Canadians. It's Canadians and Americans and Mexicans. That's North America. You're like, well, United States, all of them. (laughs) Anyway, so when I live in a country where people will say out of both sides of their mouth that I am pro-life, but that I support the death penalty. And Mm -hmm. it's like, huh? (laughs) Like, explain to me now i am pro-choice and i am against the death penalty now i'm pro-choice because i believe that it is a choice Mm -hmm. i'm not pro-murder right Right, i'm pro-choice like those are different those words because those mean an abortion to me isn't murder but the reason Mm -hmm. that so many people are pro-life is because they're like that's murder you got to make sure you force that poor 14 year old girl to have that baby (laughs) so that it can get into the criminal justice system and will kill it when he's 18 yeah, well, yeah, yeah, sure. And that'll cost a lot more money of the taxpayers' dollars to put that 18-year-old through the criminal justice system than it would have been to allow the 14-year-old to have the $300 medical procedure when she skips her first period because the condom broke when she was having sex with her 16-year-old boyfriend and neither of them are prepared and he's a loser. We would rather have that happen. We'd rather have that, their, everybody's lives be affected by that as, and not spend $300 but kill a person later and spend millions of dollars to still kill that person. So like, there's this weird thing. So again, how can you as a nihilist look at the world and see those two opposing viewpoints coming out of the same person's mouth and not be like, well, you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. also like, imagine if you were smarter, then it would be better because there is some sort of like, what disappoints you is that you don't care. Mm -hmm. It disappoints you that you don't care because nihilists don't kill themselves. They're mm-hmm. disappointed. They're not. And that is the, that le- is the killer trying to die. Well, I mean, how spoilerific are we getting? I mean, fuck it. I mean, obviously, yes, in volume one. Sure. I mean, he quite literally pulls the trigger and, and a misfire saves him. But I don't know. Is he trying to But die? when he got to the job, I mean, that's a di- you're right in that yeah. moment in time. But like, is his job like... Like when Doc Holliday, the the real guy, and the Val mm. Kilmer version of him, which the, the greatest film portrayal of Doc Holliday, like he literally had, um, mm-hmm. he, you know, he was going to die with tuberculosis. And so he, he was a dentist. He had a life. He was very religious. But he's like, I might as well just go become a card player and a gunman and hopefully someone will kill me because he couldn't bring it about. He couldn't kill himself because he didn't want to go to hell like he was so Mm -hmm. religious so he's like well if i just convince someone to kill me then i'm okay i can die with a clean conscience doesn't matter if i kill people killing myself is the ultimate sin so that's like (laughs) i wonder if like the killer has gotten to that Mm. point like he becomes Mm -hmm. the killer because he's hoping someone will kill him he's hoping to get caught he's hoping i don't know i don't know the answer it's interesting i think he would just because there are a couple of moments, are there? When he there's the moment when he's, forgive me, this is gonna, you know, I can't remember what country he's in. He's like a Middle Eastern country or some somewhere. Because he's everywhere. In. It's definitely. I don't know yeah. how they filmed this movie. This had to be very expensive. We're all done in a soundstage. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's going to be very based on this comic. If okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Not fair. from what I can tell from from the promotion. Yeah, yeah. Other than the you know the premise, but yeah. So he's in this. You know, I think he's in like a Middle Eastern country somewhere, isn't he? And um, he just gets beset upon by some random guys. It look, I think it's like a carjacking or something. Yeah. And he has another moment of that like later, maybe when he's in Paris or he's somewhere in Europe and he's sort of beset on by some, oh, some yeah. local thugs he, who look right. who 
think he's somebody who's like got money. Lo- yeah, because he looks like an out of shape accountant. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and in those moments, he just kind of accepts. Like, oh, well, if it happens, it happens. It's just kind of because that is the cycle of life, isn't it? He often equates himself to like uh, a cocker, doesn't he, or a coon, yeah, yeah. as he comes to call Cain, it later on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I know what the difference is, but just different um, types of gators. Different. They're all in okay. the same family, but their crocodiles are different than alligators. With the point mm. of the no- I may have studied a lot about them because they terrify me, and I live around them. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But so he equates himself to that, doesn't he? This yeah. kind of like predatory thing, just kind of moving through life, and alligators. Caymans don't worry about when the death's going to come. It just it comes when it comes, and they just continue to live and they continue to move forward and they continue to do what they do. And I think that's how he feels that when his end comes, that it that will be the natural end to his life as it is for everyone else. It's just he happens to bring about a lot of the end of everyone's life. Right, but he's also his argument is a valid one, though. Right, his argument is what's different from what I'm doing than what. So the person who makes forts or the person Mm. who makes gas or the person who makes a chainsaw or the person who makes a gun or the person who who just makes food Mm -hmm. you know and you you you, you're you're a farmer and you grow strawberries but somebody's allergic to strawberries and you killed somebody like there's a there's a there's this duet uh band called the diddy bops they're a married couple and they're delightful and in one of their songs um the one of the lines is you're always killing something by living on the earth. And it, and they're like, and the song is like super peppy and upbeat, but it's like this um, amazing. Uh, it's, I really dig them. They're super like a vaudevillian team. They're great, but it's so true. Like mm-hmm. I'm a vegetarian, but I, I, I killed a bug. Do you know what sure. I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, I don't, I actually, if I catch bugs, I catch bugs and let them out of the house. But like, I have killed bugs because I've driven my car. I have killed bugs in my house because it wouldn't go outside. You know, and it's like, <laughs> I need you to leave I gave you now. a chance, you little fucker. Uh, you're, you're and now now. you're done. Right. And I hate it, but I do it. You know, like I've got, I've got net catchers, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, you, and then why is a gnat, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Buddhist, but you know, but why is a gnat's life worth less than mine? And the killer is making the argument that it isn't mm-hmm. right. But his, so that's his point is that everything in the capitalistic society where we live mm-hmm. is out, set out to kill us. So I might as well make some money doing it. Right. That's all he's saying. Yeah. 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 And is he wrong? No, no. I don't think. Well, there's one time actually, there's only one time where I don't agree with his philosophical outlook. At times I get a bit bored. Sure, because he says it over and over. Well, we read it in a binge, and this they didn't come out this way. I think when he's just kind of pontificating on life, that stuff I'm I'm dead into, and I don't think I would ever get bored of reading that. And maybe that's because it it seems to align with a lot of my own personal beliefs, a lot of my own Agent Smith, humans are a disease. Yeah, he's Um, not wrong either. No, but um, (laughs) for some reason, it's just the one bit. I think it's in Volume Four when he's talking about bullfighting. Yeah, I know what and you're saying. Like, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, that now it's, it's almost a kind of like an anti-woke comment. It's not, but it almost is, isn't it? It's that like, well, now people are, don't like bullfighting. And it, but, but his argument again is like, well, it's just the same as what I do. Like, I'm kind of the bullfighter and you're the bull. Um, well, that's just my own personal alignment is that I think bullfighting is horrible. Yeah. And we shouldn't treat animals that way. I don't know. I don't even agree with, you know, like horse racing and stuff like that. I think yeah. all of that's archaic and should just go away. But um. That's the only time, actually, when I was just kind of like, 
I, I don't agree with what you're saying. Here. I'm not quite understanding what your your point is. The rest of the time, I think he's he's pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah, I I get what you're saying too. I did feel like it was that is almost what it is, and it's obviously way it's it's that's the only time where he becomes like a toxic dude, bro. And and at that point in time, he's with the other two guys. Yes, and he's and calling so, himself like a kind of James, I'm a James Bond kind of guy. Yeah, that, yeah, when that starts, and that whole, and that to me, I hear what you're saying, and I don't like it either. But I also know because again, everything seems super intentional. Is when he is himself, just the killer, and his, I can't think of her name, his Venezuelan partner wife. Does I she don't not know have if a name she ever either? gets named. Yeah, I okay. don't think she does. Her boy, mm. she's lovely. Yeah, Jackamon knows how to draw a certain type of woman. He certainly does. And she is and it's like and again, talk about Fiona. I mean, the mm. two the oh, two yeah, yeah, the yeah. two leads in saga are really, really beautiful. Like they're really beautifully ridiculously good looking. Yeah. They are ridiculously good looking. And the <laughs> fact that he again makes the killer look like a middle aged accountant is intentional, right? Mm-hmm. That's his look. The killer is doing that on purpose. We see his skill set. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that was the thing in the article you sent me. The Jockman's like, well, they probably would have Brad Pitt playing. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. not who he's supposed to be. But he said, but, but Rosario Dawson. Yeah, right. At Fastbender. At Fastbender's <laughs> not, he's not Brad Pitt. He's not far off. If He's nearer Brad Pitt than he is a middle-aged accountant. No, okay. Facts. That's, to- that's <laughs> totally right. On yeah, the scale that's... of middle-aged accountants of Brad Pitt. He's he's towards the top of that. You're state. right. But no, he's they not quite Brad. They, they Pitt, didn't no. have right Jesse Eisenberg play him, is what you're saying. Sure. Yeah. Which would have been that would have been the better fit. But I I get what you're saying. But you're right. Okay. But he also said he wanted Rosario Dawson to play, mm-hmm. which again, okay. Yeah. Or Zazie Beat came to mind. That sort of. But she uh, she's kind of the modern day Rosario Dawson, isn't she? But she is. She knows. Yeah. Zazie Beats knows. She understands. Like mm-hmm. she's she is. Cast, she's excellent in her own right, but you know, oh yeah, Ros- yeah, Rosario Dawson would be a really good, would be a good cast for this, and I understand why he thought that, and that was what their point was: is that not only does Jackman know how to draw this very particular type of woman, but they're all into him, and I know. So there's this whole thing of like this aloofness of him, and it's not like mm. he's ugly or anything, but he's like confident, and he's not a dick, and he is not a misogynist in any way. He's a nothing. He believes all people are equal. This goes back to what your point is at like, he's saying all things are precious and nothing is precious. So I can treat you with respect as a woman, as a person, he doesn't want to abuse women, He'll, but he also isn't loyal to his partner because he doesn't think she's loyal to him either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't care. And no, it's, uh, I'm choosing to do this today. And so I don't think if she asked him, he would just tell her. And when she asked him outright, do you kill people? He goes, do you want to know? And she says, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I do. Yeah. And I think if she said, are you, faithful to me he would just tell her no i'm not and she knows that though yeah 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 absolutely so the the, the yeah. relationship is yeah open on all sides that, yeah yeah and it just, she yeah. just happens and then but you know and of course there is a, a commentary there too though to me this is once they have the son she mm. becomes much more maternal she is stuck now like before she just they would meet at his place on the beach she could live there in Venezuela or go and he doesn't know what she's doing she could be banging people there all day long when he's not there yeah, she, she wouldn't she, know or care she goes with him to Paris, isn't she? When uh, she's yeah. been attacked, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before then, it's like she's just him. Mm-hmm. And then he moves them into the into the woods, and so her life becomes harder because of him, which is also why he makes the choice he makes. Yes, what well, he buys, doesn't he, with his money? Because he becomes the very rich. Thing, yeah. He buys the whole like kind of rainforest there of the, of 
Venezuela for her and her family and like yeah. her dad and their and the tribe. Isn't yeah, because she's tribe, she's yeah. yeah she's um she's part native. Yes, In, she's yeah, part yeah. indigenous Venezuela. Like she's part of like because there are in the Amazon there are and he brings this up and there are several tribes who are not who haven't made first contact as it were, mm-hmm. and in you know in her family is not one of them because obviously she's not full blooded. That you see her dad and you see her and you're like mm-hmm. oh. Her dad met a Brazilian or met a Venezuelan lady at one point in time, and she exists now. <laughs> you know, okay. So, but that's also allows her to live in both worlds because she speaks yes. both languages too, speaks Spanish and the native language. And so there's this whole, but again, this idea of of up until they have the kids, their life is different. His life is different. And even for those first four years, he's still just super chill, whatever. He's happy to be faithful to her. He's also happy to go to a job. But it's like once mm. he starts hanging out with the two dudes who are super dude, douchey dude bros, it it it, it um, rubs off on him. And you see mm. like that in those four years between books two and three, that tranquility, he's darker toned. He's blending in that chameleon part of him. Like he's mm. blending into the environment. He's happy. He's he's at peace. And then he gets pulled back in. And so now he's adapting. And so the way you survive, if these two are going to be your partners, is you got to be a douchey dude, bro, like them. So I feel like some of the bullfighting stuff, which is stupid, is that. It's like Mm. he is a big thinker, but it's acknowledging that your environment affects you. Yeah. Well, I look at the two people who are the douchey dude bros, a Mexican cartel guy. Yeah. And an American, sorry, a statesider. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like CIA, you know, former CIA or former yeah, yeah. Like, former something black. Yeah, definitely black they, ops, spooky guy. Yeah. So they're, they're they're not great influences on him, no. No. Because at least he's, for want of a better phrase, he is a straight shooter. Yes. Whereas they are both living in the world of, of black ops and living in the world of deceit and deception. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When they're like, what's your name? He just doesn't tell them. Because mm. the one guy just calls him killer, and then he's got the fake name Frank that Frank, yeah. the douchey American dude bro calls him, and he uh, statesider dude bro calls him, and then he just calls him that the rest of the time. He's like, I yeah. like you I like it better when you have a name, so I'm gonna call you Frank. He's like, hmm. and he yeah, never yeah. corrects him. He's not remotely interested in correcting them. He's not remotely. We assume that his partner, the his baby mama, calls him something. Mm. But you never, yeah, you never say. We, yeah. I, I assume, she, whatever name that is, is not the name. No, um, what he says, doesn't he? Names me nothing and you can change it as much as you want. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting comment as well. Yeah. So, well, and so then, so there's, the world is, is closing in on him and then he's got a sister. Mm, mm, so yeah, like... Randomly, well, he does mention his brother and his sister earlier on, doesn't he? And he says like, I left home and I think they all still meet up. I'm just yeah. not involved anymore. And that, is yeah, that they real? Yeah, they bump is into she... each other. Well, do you not think so? I don't know. I just assumed it was because of that interesting interaction on the streets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he when they're back in Paris, isn't it? Yeah. And she's like, "It's you, it's you. Let's talk." Yeah. And he's like, oh, "You've mistaken me for somebody else." Um, because then he starts seeing her, doesn't he? In yeah, and then she's in his dreams too. Yeah, yeah. So and I, that's just, it. I, mean, I just took it at face value, if I'm honest. Yeah. Well, no, and I I did too, but I was just you know I just so it's like he gets domesticated. Mm, and he becomes yeah. a person. And so the the weaker books are the ones where he's like an adolescent teenager, right? Going through life. Like he's got dumb friends and he's got a girlfriend and his sister wants to, why don't we care about your dad? And and there's a line in here that's a knee breaker about fatherhood. And you know, he's talking about not just his son. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I do think that, you know, the sister is real and that, you know, that is his sister. The line is, um, we believe or pretend to that fathers love their children and fatherhood makes better men of them. The guys with kids are inevitably good guys, more or less respectable, wiser, more mature. Another made up notion that just won't quit. <laughs> and that is True. that is not about him. No, no, no. That's about the, his dad and the people he sees out in the world, of course. Yeah. yeah, because he knows what kind of father he is. He thinks he's a good father. He's provided for his son. He's not mm. lied to his son. He teaches him the important things when the Caymans are in and why you can't go swimming. Yeah. When we yeah. see him with his son, he he appears to be a good father. In yeah. my opinion. But he's just together. not with him all the time. Right. No. And so then is proximity and is and is his proximity good for his son? Well, quite. Not you according know. to his partner come the end of the story. No. Off you go. Mm-hmm. Off you go now. Yeah. And he doesn't feel heartbroken about that. Um, it's time to go. I, I, I'm not sure if I've read a, or watched a more perfect ending for quite a long time, I don't think. Like, this is where this story had to end, because actually, it turns out... There's more, which we didn't there's know. More. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but I'm also okay with that. Yeah. I'm also okay. I'm, yeah, I'm okay if there isn't more, but knowing that there is more, I will definitely pick it up. But like, yeah. it doesn't have to be. No, and... You read a lot of boom stuff, and you are often yeah. talk very highly of it. So, yeah. knowing that knowing that they're the ones that are putting it out, and it's still the same two creative yeah. guys behind it, then I'm sure it will still be just as good. Yeah, they really get the hell out of the way. Mm-hmm. That's their thing. I mean, the stuff they have their hand the most in, the Buffy stuff, um, because they they were like they bought an IP, so they're going to yeah. definitely control that a little bit more. But if you're bringing stuff to boom, um, you know, they want to just have they want good stuff. And there, and you know, and I appreciate that about you know that's why I love indie comics. Obviously, is because you get away with, mm. um, you get away with whatever you get away with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, as as two white guys from the colonizers, two white <laughs> colonizers, um, yeah. we definitely, as you mentioned earlier, we definitely take it on the chin. But I'm like fair. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there? I mean, the bullfighting thing. I'm with you. That's offensive because bullfighting is gross. Yeah, I think it's mean, and that's the thing. The killer isn't mean, and so for no, him to be true. like, "I'm a bullfighter," no, 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 you're not, because that's torture. He doesn't torture anybody. Mm. And in this book, that line I read was like, "Oh my god, we have to do this." He is. He says, "I don't torture people," and they're like, mm. "Well, you have to. We need the information." And now that he works for somebody else, he's like. You see his principles change. And so, mm-hmm. again, that's where the bullfighter thing comes in is he went – he was never – he was the bull. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he was mm-hmm. never the fighter. He was the bull who would run your ass over. And now he's the bullfighter because he's being controlled because it's a game because he's being watched. Right? Bullfighters, it's – you don't just – you don't go out into the wild and become a bullfighter. It's a ga- It's a sport. Yeah, you know, people are paying to watch you, and so people are paying to watch him be the matador. And he's suddenly, mm. like you said, I'm James fucking Bond, and all this bullshit over and over. And I was just, so there's this constant web of influence on there. But through the through it all, he fucking hates the colonizers, and so he's <laughs> French, though. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? Sort of Ta- history, sure. There, but he doesn't say the French are awesome either. No, he doesn't. No, and I don't think he necessarily identifies as. French either. Mm. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. I think he's just just human. Yeah, I mean, he's not drawn to go back when he's back in Paris. It's 
he's back there. It's not like he's drawn to live there again to that that lust to go home and the the call back, is it? It's just actually the place he feels the happiest and the most comfortable is Venezuela. So I I, I did wonder like when this is first coming out, we're obviously in the era of like freedom fries, aren't we? And um Ugh, I know. Sorry that about real that, kind Paul. of like American demonization of of France, aren't we? So I did wonder if part of it was a little bit of a, a pushback against that. But and we know the French and the and the English particularly have always had, but French and British have had their have their set twos over, over the years. <laughs> so that makes <laughs> that's, sense. That's too. why that is an that is an amazing. I hope this is why you're an English teacher, not a history teacher. You're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think they've got on that well. That's fine. Uh, uh, periods <laughs> in that. history. Yeah, I'll go just... watch Ridley tell me all about it in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh my but yeah, god! But yeah, with, with the with the state side of stuff, that's a little bit of what I thought of. Like, oh yeah, I remember that period when America decided they didn't like France and they couldn't even have French fries anymore. Yeah, but are you that kind of person? What I loved about this is that is like mm. so like because during that time, so after nine eleven. 93% of Americans were in favor of George Bush. And I was like, I'm the seven who were like, um, <laughs> like again, and I'm not trying to relitigate everything, but like if I'm in charge, if I'm the night watchman, right. And the building blows up while I'm at work. Mm -hmm. Like if the night watchman in Die Hard didn't get shot in the head, he wasn't going to be, he wasn't going to keep his job. <laughs> no, definitely not. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, so that's how I felt. Like you're mm -hmm. the boss, you're the boss here. And it was, and it was when you learn later, they had intelligence. Now maybe you couldn't have stopped everything or whatever, but it's like, meh, this seems mm. like I'm not. And then it's like, this happened. Now let's invade Iraq two years later. And I was like, well, no, what? <laughs> so like, again, 3%, 7% of people like, oh, wait, no, what do they have to do with it? Like, is Saddam Hussein's bad? Sure. Agree. Yeah, but. But <laughs> that, that, there's also other bad people. Like, you know, like Pol Pot, also bad. Like, there were bad people in the world. There's been lots of bad people in the world, but mm. they're not related. Pol Pot wasn't responsible for 9-11 either. Like, we're not going to build a time machine. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are we yeah, doing? Yeah. And there's so a heavy doesn't... section of this talking about it, isn't there? And it's Mariano, yeah. I think, actually, who's talking about the sense of like, well, you just decide what atrocities you want to get involved in or you decide what. And of course, it's because it fits your agenda. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And again, as we come from colon, well, we were colonized by you mm -hmm. and then we become the colonizers. We learn nothing. <laughs> we we were this close to being Canada. We're right next door, but we made a different <laughs> we made a different choice. But like. Is it. What's the what's the word? Is he being is Matt's being um is he talking down to us? Is he talking to us? Is he is he being is he just doing it to get a rise out of people? Is this really how hmm. he feels? Is this a work of like political commentary? It's obviously work of philosophy of nihilism we've discussed, but is this a work of political commentary or is this one of those like 17 year old kids who got drunk the kids that we mm. knew who like did too many drugs and then had interest thought they had interesting things to say there are parts of it where i think it's a political commentary and parts of it it's like you're the guy who got stoned and said dude i can see your aura like so mm. where do you land and then again the, the we're as colonizers like neither of us took it personally because there's like i resemble that 
remark. I understand. Not me personally, mm. but I'm from that place. I totally get it. So like both questions and then because how you answer the first one, I guess, defend, depends on how you feel about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I work in a multicultural school and I think sometimes the kids are surprised when I talk about the sense of, you know, white privilege mm. or I talk about the sense of like, I'm, I'm lucky. And they're like, what, what do you want? I'm like, well, I'm white. I'm male. I've been around in an era where that just meant I got basically opportunities and what I wanted. And they're quite surprised to hear people talk frankly that way, I think. And that's a good thing for them yeah. to hear that, obviously. They need to hear so it. So I think when somebody else is saying that, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Um, I, I can't do anything about it. That's who I am. But I yeah. can acknowledge it. And by acknowledging it, that's making it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and by trying to provide the opportunities for everybody else, the same as I had, it hopefully makes things a little bit better. Um, so that's how I think about about that. And I think that's interesting about Matt. I never felt, at times, like I say, I felt he went a bit too far down a path. I think it's in volume three. There's like eight pages of him writing about the kind of geopolitical landscape. And by the end of that, I was just a bit like, Ugh, can we get back to him talking about killing people? <laughs> and can I see some more of Jackamon's beautiful cityscapes? Or... Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Even if there were no um, people in this, you'd just be like, what? what absolutely. Are... Yeah. But his philosophizing his when he's talking about the kind of political upheaval, I just felt like they were ideas he was putting out there and he was it, through the killer. Obviously, Matt's is just saying, like, here's a thought. What do you think? I don't know. I never felt talked down to, I don't think. And whether that's because he won me over early on by having, you know, some some nihilist Nietzsche existential thoughts that I've had or I align with, I don't know. But. I think those two things combined just meant I just kind of went on this, went along with the story and we went along with the thoughts and just kind of accepted that this is how the killer was feeling at this point. And this is what he wanted to express. And like, like you said, like at times we didn't agree or at times we felt like he was leaning too far one way and he's being too influenced. I, I agree with all of that, but I never felt like here's a point I've got to make and now I'm going to make it and you should listen to this. And don't you agree? Because I don't think the killer ever came across that way. He just came across as like, this is what I think. Yeah, I, that's well said. I agree. I, that's that's excellent. I think that is true. He he just we, uh, literally were a captive audience. Yeah, we're reading this and he's just we're in his head. Yes, because unlike yeah. with our with our friends in, in Sleeper, where you mm. see it's like scraps of notebook. This isn't that. This is just no. thought bubbles. Yeah, it's just like he's walking around thinking stuff. And what I you know he doesn't listen to music. He's not he's not interested in other things. And I find that really fascinating too, is how silent he is. Mm, mm. Um, and is there something to that? Like, cause for me, I don't, I, I abhor it. Like I hate listening to other people, but I like also need music playing all the time, or I'm listening to a book or I'm listening. To just, the reason I re you know, read as much as I do is cause I just am listen to, if I'm, if I'm just cooking or walking or, sitting around, I put a book on, I put a podcast on, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm learning and absorbing. I need the sound. Yeah. The killer never has sound. He's not, it's not like he's sitting in his room waiting to bop somebody with a headphone in his ear. You know, he's not, there's a guy in the Spencer books. Uh, he's called Vinny Morris and he is the shooter. He's the best shooter in the Spencer books. And he's like throughout the series, you know, as I reread them last year or two years ago, when it first starts, Vinny has a Walkman and then he has a Discman and oh, then he I has an it. iPod and then it's on his phone, you know, but it's constantly 
He's mm-hmm. always got headphones in. He's always listening to something. And then they'll be like, oh, Vinny's not listening. And then he will just ignore them until he needs to hear you. So it's not loud enough. Mm-hmm. But he's always, you know, and that's just like to kill the sounds in his head because he's killed so many people. It's like, whatever you think about Vinny, like Vinny can't tell the story. Like Vinny's not as thoughtful as the killer. And I just think it's fascinating how silent it is. How mm. for a book that's so full of words, it's start, like you talked about Giacomo's beautiful landscapes and oftentimes the killer is alone in Mm. this sea of things and he's hearing it all but he's hearing nothing you know it's like he's like you don't there's not a lot of um background noise no no i don't letters hardly any on a massive here hardly any like sound yeah it's true yeah and so that to me feels very intentional of like this this isolated so in his own world yeah yeah yeah, and so that is again why it's just like we're in his head. So he's not, he's not, dude. I totally see your aura because he doesn't care. He only expresses out loud when asked. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? He doesn't sit down and grab the CIA guy and be like, "Let me tell you why you guys suck." But if he asks, he's like, "What do you think?" He's like, "You guys suck." Yeah, yeah, it's true. He doesn't offer, does he? Yeah. Mm. And is there something we can learn from that? Well, I mean, yeah, I think absolutely, and I think. Um... As we all are probably sort of influenced by what you're consuming at, at at the time, I think I'm probably reading this over the last couple of weeks had a little bit of you know a Nietzsche existential bit of a bit of not funk I wouldn't call it, but I think I was often a little bit of a bit of a well thinking about things a lot quite deeply, um, not for too long because you're right otherwise then it gets scary and horrible and I'm in my own head so I have to <laughs> put somebody else's voice yeah, yeah. in. But yeah, um, yeah, I think there's a lot. Well, I mean, I I think this book offers a lot of views on a lot of things that you could choose to pay attention to or listen to or absorb or agree with or do, but I think it's yeah I mean whether it's maths that is that this well read but Jesus like you are an impressive guy Tony don't get me wrong uh, you know your consumption of books and your knowledge and how you keep all that information in your head <laughs> I don't know how you do it but the, the killer is something else as well it's how amazing. he manages to I drop a reference it. to this and like what I did like about this is what I don't do often enough anymore is I'm inspired by as I'm reading I'm like oh shit I've actually got a pause reading now and I'm going to go and look up what that reference was or the cover of a book I did I zoomed in you went it's that book and I've read I've read it already but I mean I didn't I went what's that book and I do I want to read it well there were Um, some there were some that I hadn't read and there were some that I was pissed I couldn't zoom in far enough it was like too blurry and I couldn't recognize a lot when he's chilling he's reading yeah yeah Yeah. but that's silent act for him yes of course it is yeah yeah, and, yeah. Final acts. and for him to yeah. keep gathering this information and this new philosophy and this he's just adding to his web that he's already got inside him isn't he yeah yeah because he does read not he does read fiction too i did yeah. notice some of them were fiction so i appreciated that it was like it wasn't just all you know sartre philosophy, yeah 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 i mean and i'm sure he's could probably quote sartre to us sartre to us but um yeah i it is i loved it too i like that internal thing and again this is there's something about that. But again, it's like he needs to not be bored because he does get antsy. We see him get antsy. And and so, you know, he does exercise or whatever, but he also mm-hmm. reads. And the reading is the way to keep yourself going. And so it's like he's not a perfect. He's not perfect. You know right. what I mean? He's not like that kind of. Um, He's not the bulletproof monk. You know what I mean? He's not that no, guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not, he's not a Gary Sue. No. He's not a Gary Sue. Is that what I it is? He gets shot. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He does get shot. He does get injured. He does make mistakes. He does 
go down wrong paths and yeah yeah i love you... it in volume one when he buys a tv and he watches it about 10 minutes he's like this is shit wow yeah. what, what am i doing money. yeah turns it off again <laughs> brilliant right. Right. And again, it's like funny, though, that it wasn't music. And I, uh, you know, yeah. to me, that would have been the way like, I mean, if I had to give up movies or music, I would give up movies. I would I couldn't like. I, I would rather listen to music. I mean, I love to watch TV. I love to watch movies or whatever, mm. but I had to pick. I I, I, I couldn't I hear you, you know, but you do get music in movies. So you kind of cheat in there. No, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, I wouldn't if I had to <laughs> pick, you know, I wouldn't give up books, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's just something about it. And again, it's just me. It's just the soothing. We all have things that soothe us. Yeah. And the killer's work soothes him. Because he can't stay away from it. Well, I think, yeah. I think when he, it's the planning, I think, is, mm. what, is what he is so good at. That, 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 well, because it's waiting, isn't it? It's waiting and thinking and planning. And, and that's why they become billionaires is because he figures out when they, they go into the oil business. Yeah. And they and say he's we like, can't do it without you because yeah. they're absolutely right. And it's not just because he will take out their enemies. It's that they need his influence upon them. Because as we see, Mariano is impulsive and makes wrong so, decisions. And bro, My God, don't get high on any supply. Now, yeah, don't even yeah. get high on your own supply. The fact that he has to like buy drugs from an opposing drug gang because he would get in trouble if he got caught using his own drugs. That's a problem. Mm, absolutely. Like he yeah, is yeah. so unhappy and that is such an interesting juxtaposition between his seeming happiness like mm-hmm. he's always you know banging two different women and he's doing this and he's partying and he's he's miserable mm. mm-hmm. he's an un unhappy where the killer isn't anything no no he's not true. happy nor unhappy and i don't know if that's a way to live like I don't know the answer. And I, that's what I love most about it is that I mm. don't know the answer. Like at the end of this book, again, perfect ending. And again, did you watch God's Country yet? No, not yet. What no, an no. ending. I can't wait for you to watch that because that is what an ending to that too. It's not that not this same kind of ending, but what an ending. Just like, huh, that sits with you for a while. And this ending sat with me for a while. Again, you talked about mm. like Jacqueline's cinematic nature, but that ending is is really stark. And, but also like, is he happy there or is this just exists? Cause like, there's no reason for him to continue living there. That goes back to, he doesn't want to die because he could just do that. Mm-hmm. Right. That would be a different way out, but he doesn't want to, he wants to think he wants to read and think. Mm. And there's, you know, and again, that go old school philosophy, right. That I think they'll Voltaire, right. I think therefore I yeah, am. Yeah. So there yeah. it is. Um, this is on full display here i did read some reviews where people hated it hated the philosophy and they were like this is like i i took a philosophy class and i sat mm. next to this guy and i was like well i think true. i can understand that i think and i think you know you're buying a book called the killer yeah and then <laughs> a lot and there is moments of really kinetic action and moments of like gory kind of i wouldn't say quite to ennis level but some pretty like full-on moments of violence in it but um yeah, a lot of it is a guy walking around philosophizing. So yeah. I, I kind of, and and if if some, I can see people who uh, I I'm not even at a level of cod philosophy. So yeah. a lot of this stuff is really interesting to me. If you are at a level where you have studied philosophy, that's true. That's that a great maybe. point. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Well, there, as as you know, we can 
I've got like a couple more things and I know you've got pages of notes. So I always feel like I talk around it and then you don't no, get no, to say what you want to say. I'm, I'm here to be. Okay. You know, okay. Just, I'm here to chat. So what we say, okay. we say, and what we don't say, I've thought about. Well, so, so when we in, can talk in, about it later, we'll just keep talking about it. Cause exactly. this is going to sit with us. So there's a line. And again, as two gentlemen who love the work that we do, but don't always love the place that we do it. Mm-hmm. just because nobody does. And it's always like mm-hmm. a very much, again, a different kind of philosopher, Emerson, wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> sure. Right? Okay. Yeah. And so... Um, That's annoying philosophy, let's be honest. What's that? That's a bit annoying. That's a bit it's an annoying... An existentialist, yeah. of course. That's, <laughs> Which is but, fine, but you know... But it's also true. And my actually, my favorite use of that ever is in the Brady Bunch sequel, the one Gary Cole says it. Oh my God, it's amazing. Gary Cole, because he's a king, you know, he's so great. Yeah. And his his Mike Brady is exceptional. So if you have not seen the Brady Bunch sequel, just to get Mike Brady say wherever you go, there are set as Gary Cole. Amazing. Anyway, there's the line in here where he says, um, um, it's a pity though, because it's also the age when everything's still possible, when you can still hope wanting to end it all should come later, right? So there's he's telling us right there. But when you waste your days in a mediocre job for mediocre pay, mm-hmm. surrounded by mediocre people, no chance of improvement in the short, ter- short, medium, or long term. Oh, that is mm. brutal. That's brutal. And this is where that kind of, you know, quite clubby existential. That, 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 there's a, moment, a few moments in this when it really made me think of that sense of like, you're just living out your life and, and why, like, Right, because what was the line he quotes Nietzsche when Nietzsche says, if you're spending two-thirds of your life working for... If you're not spending two-thirds of your life mm. on yourself, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So even yeah. Nietzsche is acknowledging you have to work, you have to contribute to society, you have to do something. But the rest of the... That's eight hours a day, which is... Right, mm-hmm. that's the whole point. But I... I mean, like, I always joke, like, when you become a teacher, you can work whatever 70 hours a week you wish yeah. to work. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you have a much more rigid schedule than I do, but like it's but, still but also I stop. Get, it is. And also I get myself in trouble because I refuse to break that rigid schedule. And that means sometimes things don't get done when people want them done. But also they don't get done because there isn't time to do them. You so didn't can give keep... me the time. Give me the yeah, time. We, yeah, we, yeah. we can keep going around on that merry-go-round if you want, because the answer is always going to be the same. Yeah. Um, Right. I was in class with my students. You know where I was. You saw what yeah, I was yeah, doing. Did you want you me to just me, have uh... them rest their head? That's what you should do next time somebody gives you shit. Just say, hey, kids, we're going to take a nap today. Yeah, yeah. And I everybody will lay tomorrow, your head. But you've yeah. got to teach four hours and you've got to do this and you've got to go out on a school trip. And yeah. you've got. Well, then it's not going to happen, is it? I'm sorry. Um, right. right. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But the expectation is that. And so I just find it. Yeah. It, there's so much of that about work in here. And like this goes back to, again, not just about like whatever job you do, you're killing people, but like the value of work. Mm-hmm. And so, cause that is obvious. All things are, where everything is set up. Like later tonight when we're done soon, I'm going to make dinner and I'm going to have a big vodka. I'm actually probably going to have whiskey tonight. I'm going to have like a whiskey and diet soda. And that's going to kill me a little bit, but you know what? Not having it might too. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like just, you got to, Whatever your thing Find is, the whatever, balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever your thing is. Like if I didn't drink the coffee every day, mm-hmm. it would be bad. I did. I went a year. I went caffeine free for a year. And, it, and you were an auto. 
I was an asshole. It was not great. I didn't love it. I didn't love how I felt. I, but I was like, I wanted to know if I could do it because I just quit smoking. Yeah. And then I was like, I drank a lot of coffee to quit smoking. And then, which I'm sure you did when you quit smoking, right? You just substitute it for a different drug. Yeah. I don't know if it was coffee, but I'm sure there was something that was. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, when you're an addict, you're an addict. I'm, you know, so I just was like, coffee is the one. But then I was like, okay, can I control this? Oh, and so then my my drug of choice was rage. Right. Yeah. 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 And that was uh, <laughs> that wasn't great. You know, like that mm. that was not a, a happy year. Um. So I was like, what am I doing? But again, yeah. his. <laughs> so that is the whole point about like everything is killing us. Fine. But like mm. also like work. What is the value of your work? What does it bring? Like you and I are teachers where we are in the service industry. Your partner is is a server, is is a is in human services. Mine is as well. Most, you know, many of my kids are. Um, you know, Rachel makes the most money of us all, but she still works, she's a scientist, but she still works at a hospital. So it's mm-hmm, a serve mm-hmm. still like she's getting paid a lot of money because whenever you're whenever you see, like, send it to the lab, that's her. right she's the one so you're like if you're in a hospital and they say send it to a lab my kid is could be if you're in the phoenix area in the lab checking the stuff out i don't know what she does she says words i don't know what they mean (laughs) i don't understand science but like it's still service it's still a choice you know it's like she still went into making a lot of money but also like helping people you know what yeah absolutely yeah so so there is something of value that we bring. Like you just talked about, like th- saying that out loud, saying to those kids, I'm a privileged white guy and that set me up. And so here I am as a privileged white guy saying, I want to help you be, be. I want to equal, I want to level the playing field. And like, that mm-hmm. is important that they hear that, like you said. Um, so there is value to what we do, but the killer is also like, there's value to what he does, mm-hmm. right? And so that's that's fascinating to me. Like mm. the the I I believed his argument, though. That's the crazy thing. Did yeah. you? I did. I did, and I found it really interesting. The only time he questioned it was when he was basically asked to take out M- Mother Teresa. Yeah, which he and did he was, though. Which he ultimately he was he forced to. Yeah. Thought well, yeah, but he sort of thought about it for a long time, and he kind of came to his conclusion again, didn't he? Just kind of went well. It's just another person. Yeah, it's just another person. And right. when she's gone, somebody else will either step up and do what she did, or she's a martyr. And... and honestly, he makes a few martyrs. Yeah, she's sure. actually some. I mean, you're a martyr for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, we we talk a lot about don't we about people take get the wrong message from a lot of things that we like. Yeah. It's not it's not cool to want to be Tyler Durden. I saw something on X the other day about like post people posting pictures of like the coolest character in film and somebody posted the brad pitt character from once upon a time in hollywood now i know you and i differ on tarantino but i i next time i watch that film i think it's gonna leap to the top of my power i I already know inside how much i love that movie and when i see it again i think it will continue to to get better but you're not supposed to like him in Mm. that movie i don't you haven't seen i've not seen it yeah yeah i didn't see it what he has done in his past is not acceptable. You're not supposed to look at him and think, yeah, cool guy. Mm, okay. Some of some of the things he does could be construed as cool, much like Tyler Durden's can. Sure. But um, Tyler is not a cool guy. Who Brad Pitt is in that movie is not a cool guy. So, right. like, people take the wrong messages, don't they? I'm not going to suddenly start going around killing people and going, well, it's okay to do that because yeah. I read this comic. Yeah. However, yes, I do agree with most of what he says. 
Right. That it's a job. It's a job that he's doing. And again, it, you know, and it's like, so yeah. his argument is, is he has value. He's being paid for a service, a service that he does. Um, you know, and then there's always like the, and that's the, there's, the, there's so many layers of things that, you know, we can't, like you said, we could talk about forever, but like the, the, um, you know, the, the butterfly effect too. Like, so mm-hmm. he kills the mother Teresa essentially, but like, so at the end of the day, she becomes a martyr. This happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. If she stays, you know, then, then it's all on her. Like you said, nobody else steps up. Nobody does the thing. There's not a, a, a thing in her name, whatever. Her death could have been actually mm-hmm. better than her de- living to mm-hmm. be a thousand. Mm-hmm. And de- Cause real mother Teresa, you know, is a saint now, but also she did a lot of that shit herself. <laughs> sure. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like, when she won the Nobel Peace Prize, she gave the money away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, hmm, okay, that's a boss move. But like, you know what? You haven't seen the Mother Teresa movie. How she many will. things? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and of course, Diana died the same week as she did. And how many things about Diana have we seen? Now, not to say that Diana didn't isn't worthy of investigation or that she didn't do great things. And they were friends. Mm-hmm. She and Mother Teresa were friends. You know, she was as much of a humanitarian. And you know, philanthropist as she could be, but like also being a philanthropist is cool, but also you know, not and again, not being a killer is cool, but it's a job. It's a job that he does, and somebody's going to do it. And he, for the most part, makes it painless. He's a professional, mm-hmm, and there's mm-hmm. this idea about professionalism in what he does. And I think, oh, definitely. I there's was a just, great. You Sorry. go. No, you go. I was going to say, there's a great comment when um, he says, there's a couple of times he sort of flashes back to previous hits, isn't there? There's the, the one that went wrong, which means he won't get on the subway anymore. And there's the one where, which stays with him, he says, the one which stays with me is when he kills the guy who's asleep in his bed. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how, like, for everybody, everybody always says oh, it's the best way to go. It's the best way yeah. to go. And he's like, it's the worst way to go because you don't know. Is right. like, I want to know in the time when I go that I'm taking my last breath, that I'm thinking my last thought, that I'm, and it's such a fascinating outlook that, yeah. And he, and the reason it made me think of that is that he almost feels like he's not doing his job in on that hit. That's why it's staying with him because yeah. he killed the guy, and the guy didn't know that he that he killed him. He didn't right. know that I I was the last per, I was the man that took his breath. That I was the last thing he saw. The last thing it was like that almost kind of grates on him that he didn't get to sort of fulfill his professional capacity properly because yeah because he's competent and he he knows yeah and and that to me is the thing that that i because again the killer's awful he's called the killer like matt's doesn't want you to like him he's not not, talk about text and subtext it's the title (laughs) of the book like you're you're supposed he's not called the guy who accidentally fumbles around and kills somebody it's called the killer like it's what it is But I read a book this weekend. I know you're shocked. I read several books oh. this weekend. But one of <laughs> one of the books I read this weekend is called The Biggest Bluff. It's by uh, Maria Konnikova. Do you know her? I don't She's know. a psychologist. And now, and it's, I didn't know about the book. So I knew her as a psychologist. I read her in The Atlantic. I used some of her stuff in class. And I'm watching poker one night. I love poker. Like, I, we grew up playing poker. I like to watch it. I think it's fascinating. If I could play it online for money, I would. Like, I used to be able to in America, and then they stopped it and whatever. Anyway. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole, that's a whole other thing. Anyway, so I'm watching a poker game, and I'm like, that looks like Maria Konnikova. Weird. And then it says Maria Konnikova. I'm like, what the fuck? She's a professional poker player. So 
I looked and like, when did Maria kind of come from? So she wrote a book called The Biggest Bluff, where she spent a year learning, like applying mm. psychology skills and her decision making skills. Because I have my students read an article she wrote called I Don't Want to Be Right. Okay, all of that to say, so I'm reading this book. It's fascinating. And she talks about this thing that I learned for the first time this weekend that I am totally digging into. It's called the Dunning-Kruger <laughs> effect. Have you heard of it? I haven't. And it says, the Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias at which people wrongly overestimate their knowledge or ability in a specific area. <laughs> this tends to occur because the lack of self-awareness prevents them from accurately assessing their own skills. So incompetence, people who are the most incompetent think they are the most competent. I mean, I can, I'm thinking of people right now. So are you. Christ. That's, <laughs> oh my God. So it was like, again, it's funny how things come to you. Like that mm. book was just next up on my list. It wasn't like I sought out Maria's book because it was like, and only because I saw her that night watching TV, listening to a different book. Because late at night, I'll watch sports and listen to books. Like I was a TV it. off. It's just the thing I love to do. And there she was, because I think poker is a sport. And so it all worked out. It all worked out, but it was like, I could not get that out of my head mm. as I was getting ready to talk to you. I finished the book the weekend. I'm like, oh my God, that's what his problem is. It's like what pisses the killer off the most and what I like the most about him. And he reminds me of one of my favorite characters in literature who's also a monster. He's terrible. He's not a good person, but I love the character. Howard Rourke in The Fountainhead, Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead. He's also a huge cock. And the thing that pisses him <laughs> off the most is incompetence. Right, yeah. It drives him up a wall, like superfluous bullshit drives him up a wall. And again, like we're just two white guys talking on the internet, but like there's weird, there's joy to it. Like it is a selfish act. So Ayn Rand would like that because she's all about selfishness, but it's also like we're having an in-depth, thoughtful conversation about something. Mm -hmm. And if one person listens to it and it's like, oh, good idea. And then thinks about art or reads about this or picks up this comic or does something, bonus, mm -hmm. right? So it's not... We we are we didn't just commit. We like read the work. We're not going to show up and do a show if we're not prepared. We've canceled shows because we've not been prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we're like the first ADHD cast. We weren't ready. Yeah, we're like yeah. just get on and talk, and we'll just do. And that was great because we weren't ready to do what we needed to do. So it's like well, we're not going to half-ass it. So there's just this, and again, not to name names, and neither are you going to name names. But like the killer, that's what I totally bond mm. with him over not that he's cool but that he's tired of people being shit at their jobs yeah and and being shits and being shits that's it <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. where it goes back to your first point is it about he loves life or he hates life mm. because if you were just nice he'd still kill you but like because oh, yeah. he got paid to but he doesn't kill people he doesn't get paid to do no no, not unless he like not unless it's for his own survival, right? Or to protect his family, of course. Yeah, don't, don't yeah, come yeah. after his his partner and and her family and his son. He will fuck you up as yeah, he should, absolutely. right? Yeah, of yeah. course. That's yeah. one of those beautiful, violent panels that you get sometimes, isn't it? There's a beauty in that violence that he meets out to those people because they fucking deserved it. Yeah. Um, no, it's true. the way Jacquemont so draws it is oh. brutal, but also beautiful. Jacquemont is exceptional, man. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we could have just spent the last hour instead of, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to, but we could do another hour if you want of me just going, now turn to page and look at panel, <laughs> now turn to page and look at panel. And we could then just talk about them because some of the stuff in this is, it's, I read a, a review, I think, or it was, it must have been a review, but they basically said like some of his panels look better than life itself. Ooh. And you know what? That is 
pass on. It so is. Some of the stuff when it's like either the lush greens of the Venezuelan rainforest or there's a few sequences when he's like swimming in the, the waters of, uh, I think it's in Mexico or like and, and he's, he's snorkeling. and Yeah, yeah, right. Some of that stuff is just, I want to jump into that. I want to Mary Poppins into that picture right yeah. now, just live in there. The, 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 the nighttime cityscape of, of how he draws oh. New York. Is astonishing. It's just it's better well, than a photo would be than it would be to be there and see it. It is. It's exceptional. And the funny thing is, you mentioned the water floating water scene. That is true. There is a scene in the Fountainhead where that like Howard and and Gail, um, his rival friend Gail, he owns all the newspapers, whatever. Blah blah blah. Doesn't matter if you've not read it. Nobody gives a shit. But there's a thing where they go out <laughs> into the middle of the ocean and 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 that's it. They like it's a big risk to jump off a boat in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Right. And they do it because they don't they care, but they don't care. It's like sure. I'd rather be able to float in the ocean and have that be what takes me and the killers that way. So it's very much, you mm. know, it's very. Uh, yeah. The Russians, we could do a whole show on just like the Russians and their thoughts on life, too. I mean, there's a there's a very specific thing that the French are stealing from the Russians, which then, you know, the deep Southern American writers, state cider writers. Also, mm. it's like that self-loathing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, but also self-awareness and like respect. I don't know. It's, it's so good, man. Um, we didn't talk about anything. Um, but also talked about everything. Well, so let me ask it's you just, this. Why do I, for the killer. Right. So why do I love stuff like this? But mm. I genuinely don't like, and I know part of it is because of my family history. Like I've seen plenty of gangster movies, mm-hmm. but like, the more I, the more the, like my grandfather, my great grandfather was a killer. Like that was his real job. Mm. I don't. He's a bad guy. My other great grandfather was also a killer, not a professional one. He was a voluntary killer because he was in the clan. A horrible monster of a person. So like no, but that's the thing. Like in America, in the world. You don't make a movie about the clan and they're the heroes, but you make a movie about the mafia and they're the heroes. But to me, both mm. of my great grandfathers, two of my great grandfathers did the same thing. One gets like, worshipped. It's ideology though, isn't it? It's the, the ideology of the clan is obviously not okay. Right. The ideology of being a gangster and doing something because it's profitable mm. is still not okay, but is what we're all we all kind of trample over each other to an extent in order to to get a better chance at life don't we like we we're both currently potentially seeking you know a change in our jobs well we will have to defeat somebody in order for that to happen sure many people now we're not going to kill them but i would rather i got it than they did of course i would too yeah um so i want that for you yeah i I think that's a night i think it's an ideological thing and Mm. i think now it's difficult when it's somebody that you're related to. I mean, I yeah, I'm not telling you what to think, but as an outsider's perspective, I think yeah. I would understand more one great grandfather than I would the other. Sure, no, I do. I do as well, obviously, because again, one got paid to do it. One just was a huge fucker for free. <laughs> sure, right. Yeah. Yeah. So one was like, <laughs> "This is my hobby: is to go be a racist monster and kill people," and another yeah. one was like, "Oh, they're paying me." Yeah. Yeah, it's a job, yeah. and obviously I'm not sorry. I mean, that was maybe was not. I'm not laughing at what he was doing. I'm laughing at the no. way you, uh, no, right. you phrased it. Yeah, it's true though. Yeah, no, he's. I, I mean, he was such a prick that my grandfather, his son, 
became a Catholic. That's how much he disliked what he did. So he was like, mm-hmm. hey, that whole burning crosses in people's yards, I'm going to join their team instead. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And again, that's a whole other bag of dumb. Like, you're a Christian, but you're going to burn a cross. Explain <laughs> explain yourself to me. Like, that's like somebody who's like, America, and then lights a flag on fire. Like, I don't understand where your head is. Also, somebody who's like, again, pro-life, but then pro-death penalty. It's all the same <laughs> dumb people from the same dumb areas who think the same dumb things. My great-grandfather would have been one of those guys. So, uh, so anyway, I just, it's, it's interesting to me that, like, a story about a hitman mm-hmm. is way more fascinating to me. Fight Club, Fincher verse, is way more fascinating to me. And again, not that Goodfellas isn't a good movie. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the performances are exceptional, right? Has she deserved that Oscar? Oh, yeah. You know, he earned that fucking thing. And again, you know, but like, you know what movie I love? Drive. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. But why? Why should I like Drive? He smashes a guy's head in the elevator. He and does. we see it. But that's, he's also a monster. He's not mm, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, I don't want her to be with him. No, I don't want to be his friend. I, I don't, don't want, want anything to do with him. I don't but want. But I do any- want him on my team. I want him in my corner. You do. And mm. so, you know, and again, like, again, the Fountainhead, they're awful people in that book. Atlas Shrugged, everything Ayn Rand ever wrote. Everybody's a monster. But I find it fascinating the way that she delves into, like, your reasons and your rationales and the person who on its face should be the hero. And I think maybe it's because it's pretty obvious. And again, like, the thing that we were just saying, what Fincher said, um, or not Fincher. Yeah, Fincher said about um, about Fight Club, right? Him saying it's not my fault that you think Tyler Durden is yes. a hero. It's not my fault yeah, that yeah, sells. Yeah. And you were saying it was the same with the Joker. Like I'm not seeing yeah. the Joker for the reasons I've not seen it. But it's it's people who are like Joker's awesome. Well, you've well, I, again, I having not seen the movie, but just knowing enough, you've done it wrong. Yeah. Oh yes, definitely you've done it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's like the reason that we side with Harley is because she's been abused. She's mm-hmm. the survivor of abuse. And I know that that can sometimes be played for laughs. It's not funny, right? But there's that, and that's just the way that, you know, Paul Denny wrote it mm-hmm. originally. But even then, there was always that underlying trauma there. And so, again, I don't, I'm not on Team Joker. Joker's not cool. But again, if I need him, if I'm in a fight, I'd rather be on the, I'd rather have the Joker in my corner <laughs> than have to go up again. So, yeah. so, and I don't know, maybe you're right. I mean, it's just the glamorizing of it. And it's like, the movie posterification of it, of like mm-hmm. every dorm room in the world has a poster of, and they, the guys just did Scarface. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. Tony Montana is a hero. Um, I bet you Al Pacino would say, I tried to play the sleaziest piece of shit ever. Mm-hmm. And he did. Like, that was the performance he played. You know, he wasn't playing him. So anyway, I think I just needed to talk through it. Therapy with Jack. Like, I just wondered <laughs> why it is I like this stuff and why I love Drive and why, you know, yeah. like, I watch terrible action movies and I love them for what they yeah. are. But then I just, and again, I, that there's just, I've gotten slowly and slowly to the point where it's like, there's another gangster movie. I'm probably just not going to watch it. I will never rewatch the Godfather. I understand that it's objectively mm. good. I'm just not, I just don't care about that anymore. Yeah. Drive is another one, isn't it? That, that fits in this world of posts independent american post french new wave cinema post 30s gangster hollywood in that but but the character in that again has good morals and good principles what he does is not good even to the extent of being a getaway driver that's not good 
but the things he fights for, his moral principles are good. Mm. Like he is in love with her. Sure. But st- we'll, we'll step away if it is to, to the benefit of her and her son in order to get, if she is going to get back with her ex, he would just not even think about it. He'd step away mm-hmm. to the detriment to himself. He will put himself in harm's way in order to protect her and save her and the son and, and actually even her ex. He yeah, of course. Harm's yeah. Way because that's the right thing to do. So I think these characters, despite their actions, their principles, their morals are always strong, aren't they? Mm. Whereas gangsters are just in it for the, for the money. They right. just want more money. They want more success. They want more glamour. They want more. They right. Want and he's in it for the money, but he's not in it for that. He wants to remain anonymous. It's just a job yeah. for him. And he does yeah. have, and like, he'll say no to a job. And we'll look at what he does with the money. He buys, he, right. he takes care of his wife's family. Yeah. And it, well, he, he creates a conservation area. In yeah, Venezuela right. Exactly. Be he there wants forever. to save the world. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, well and that is, and world, that is, but well, save, the well save the world. Like, when humans are extinct, like there's a book I read. I know you're shocked. It's called The World Without <laughs> Us. And it's like it, this guy, this this environmental scientist describes what will happen if humans mass extinction event tomorrow. Mm-hmm. How long would it take for the world and all the other species lived before they like wiped us out of existence? Like we never mm-hmm. were there. Not very long. We're sure. so impermanent. And the, we're like such a blip, but we're fucking everything up. And mm. so like it's such an it's a fascinating like read into science and like what we do and like our engine like we're amazing bridges are awesome subways are great like that is an engineering marvel mm-hmm. but also terrible sure yeah yeah you live on an island that has tolls under it what it, why what are you thinking about like build the train <laughs> on top what are you doing like that's a mistake you know you're on an island right but like new york is the same thing like this is an island let's put the trains downstairs and Chicago's like, that's the lake right there. What if we put the trains up here instead of down here? Because when we dig, we're going to be, this water will be right in. So we're going to do this. So it's just such a weird, we're so weird and dumb. So I get that he wants to conserve and save mm. something beautiful, save the Caymans. He respects mm. the Caymans. He doesn't want to oh, kill yeah. them. You know what I mean? He's one of those hunters who, is it like the people who like, like Native Americans, like at most yeah. Aboriginal people, like hunters and gatherers, they didn't Thank just kill you for shit. Giving us your right, yeah, life. they did we kill will it. Eat all of you, and yeah, 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 and leave it around, and we'll make a coat out of you, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. As opposed to like, we'll just leave this shit around. Like people who still kill us, and again, you know who I want the killer to visit? People who kill elephants for their tusks. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> what yeah. is that? Any kind of trophy hunting? Yeah, yeah. Well. well most dangerous game. How about you become the trophy? <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, that's why those are fascinating. The most dangerous games. Oh, it is. Are, yeah, are, yeah. yeah, it's always about money. Um, and the world, the most dangerous game that I just read, watched today is really bad. <laughs> but I'm so glad I watched not, it. Not much money involved in making that one. No. But it's funny. I didn't know that Listen, Don Swayze is still wh- acting. Whoever, whoever worked on that marketing... Brilliant. Deserves an award. It's so, I mean, that's what totally drew me in. Yeah. I talk about it a lot. It's like the old, the Tom Hardy Legends movie, which was about the craze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but I talked with the Spider-Man about it. On one of the posters behind the title, I think it is, is like a, a review. And it's like. Oh, it's a two-star review. Yeah. But because yeah. they put it in the middle of the writing, 
it makes it look like a four or five star review. I mean, that is fucking genius because it's from a reputable source. Yeah. We'll put the source in the two stars and it makes it look like we can't see the other two. Yeah. That's so clever. I mean, totally misrepresenting their view, but so, right. you know, in yeah. terms of creativity, they deserve some yeah. props there. Yeah, that's definitely amazing. So, well, anyway, thanks for that. Thanks for talking me through that. Because again, it's like, I read stuff like this and I just like it. And like I see, like I said, when I saw, but before I knew it was a comic, I saw the thing. I'm yeah. like, I don't watch that. Mm. You know, like, and it is going to be fascinating because I'm, I think as you are, but you know, Fincher all all day, every day. Like you know, it's even when his films are not to the level, and it's hard to keep getting up to seven, Fight Club, Zodiac level. It's very hard to keep getting back up there. I've always got time for it, but um, to see what he's produced out of this is going to be really interesting because it feels like a Fincher property. Sure, it feels like a Jack watch. Yeah. But it's got a lot to live up to. It does. Well, and I think I think as long as we go into it, and that's where I've as as I've aged, I've I've become more chill with the way I feel about adaptations. It is an adaptation. It is not, it doesn't mm-hmm. like, and again, when it is a one for one, like I don't hate Watchmen. I mean, I just sure. I wish they did the squids at the end. Spoiler alert for Watchmen. Um, but he didn't he didn't cheap out and not give us a giant penis. He didn't. No, he was like, and Billy Crudup was like, "I'm here." <laughs> Everybody gets to know, and you know, and the guy, the guy who plays him in the um, in the Watchmen show, he didn't know mm. he was being cast. He's amazing, by the way. He's great in that, but he's great in everything. He didn't know he was being cast as Doctor Manhattan until mm-hmm. the show. So it was like, oh, by the way, <laughs> BT Dubs. Guess yeah. what, pal? He's like, oh, this I mean, role that- kind of comes with um, a caveat. <laughs> A big blue caveat. A big blue caveat. If he did it, he owned it. He walked like, sure. I mean, because to walk like Dr. Manhattan, you have to walk like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure. when it, it was. It's a, it's a proud walk, isn't it? It's a proud walk. Yeah. Mm. And, and, yeah. Exactly. That's well said. Um, But in, in both, like when, when Zach put that, ripped that mm-hmm. panel for panel, people hated it. And you're like, but then if you adapt it, you hate it. Like you yeah. can't make people happy. So you just got to take the art appreciate the art and then make it something different that is inspired by just like mm. we talked about like i'm gonna totally check out the the La samurai movie because i loved a ghost dog and he was like i you know i'm here for that plus samurais yes i mean obviously in in spirit sure but you know what i mean well <laughs> it's not, like sadly he's not walking around the streets of paris with it well it's just like last man standing but... One of Bruce's finest films. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, it's and about, again, Sam... It's about right. his outlook on the world, yeah, of course. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, well, right, in Ghost Dog, he's literally a samurai. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's a bit it's, more it's, literal it's there. It's a little, yeah. very literal. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I just I just appreciate us having the conversation and talking through it, and that is the beauty, to me, of art, and that's what you do, and that's why the conversation is important, and so people will watch it or, or not watch it or read it or not read it and be like, boy, there's two white guys talking about uh, and this isn't that we're not those Fincher fans who are like, we're not those Fincher fans who no, are like, we're not the Chuck Palahniuk Like, I quit reading Chuck. I am, as I've said, I am Chuck's abused puppy. Mm. Every time something new comes out, I'm like, fuck that, I'm not going to read it. And then I'm yeah. like, and yeah, I yeah. Start, well, you know, I can't no, help no, of all the things I could have picked <laughs> as my my handle, I didn't pick Tyler. I didn't pick Dead. And I didn't pick, exactly. you know, I yeah. picked I am Jack because that says something about the character in the movie. 
Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. So it's like, we're not those kinds of fans. And there's always those toxic fans and there's people who are going to miss the point. And there are people who think Homelander is a hero. So this is Homelander is a villain. And I, yes. you know, um, yeah, and you're is a villain. But if anybody wants to buy me his full wardrobe from Fight Club, please feel free. Sure. I would walk around wearing his wardrobe. I mean, not, 100%. not as well as Brad Pitt. Obviously. No, but he does. I need about three sizes bigger, but yeah, well, <laughs> that's no medium for me as you call it no yes mediums for sure yeah uh you know what? and that's the best thing about the loaf in that movie he was like i'm going to be in a movie with ed norton and brad pitt at peak perfection i am going to take it off i'm going to pull that top <laughs> yeah. off and they even like leaned into his big bob's giant man tits and um mm. as i believe the narrator calls them um <laughs> but it's meatloaf that was amazing what a performance too from him in that so 100 percent so anyway, this is not Fight Club, but I get why people would make the comparison. And you are you're you're right and you're wrong. So thank you for this. So the killer is out now while you're listening to this. You should go see it. And I'm sure maybe you can convince that because the guys keep saying they're gonna bring back comics. Mm. So maybe you should be like, hey, you guys, the killer, when it comes out, they could do Absolutely. it. And that, you know, yeah. so that would be this would be right up Chris's alley. It would definitely fall probably into his top five hundred five best films. <laughs> yeah. Um so for sure. All right. So this will be out like the middle of November. What is, what do we stay think? Is that safe that week? That will must be safe. Yeah. It must be around there. Cause I'm, I'm soon to record with Scott for safe. Yeah. So we've just had, what have we just had? We've just had Blitz with Scott, haven't we? So Blitz is out. Kedder Blitz today. Out. Today. Blitz, Blitz was a week ago. Week ago today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so which means yeah, yeah. Killer, Killer Elite is out, and then Scott's back for safe. So, and yeah. then we're, then we're back into one of the Expendables with Expendables too. So you and Max Expendabling. Me and Max, yes. So as yeah. we said before, and as I think as I said, I'm going to sound several podcasts at the moment. We are in a safe place yeah. with the state. That's fine. That's okay. And so yeah, that's fine. And so we've got this out, mm-hmm. and then last week was your next week will be your sister and I talking to a manga artist as a Faman crossover. Yeah, great. last week was Heath took over Hostile Takeover. He, a, a gentleman who writes noir, um, reached out to Heath and they wanted to come back on because they had done they had done an episode before. And then we will be um, saddling up. I need to start actually, but yeah, yeah, me, yeah. And by the way, just so you know, Don Swayze is in Deadwood the movie. Somewhere. Oh, fantastic. Really yeah, okay. I don't know where because I haven't watched it yet, but um that's exciting. Don Swayze. Real. Um and I did mess I did message Scott. So I do have that going on. I've got this project going on on the um 20th mm. Century Geek feed where we're doing short stories and their movie adaptations, uh, which has been fun because um it's a new take on his story time and the fact that it's short stories, not the novels. Yeah. Like so it's interesting to see. And so the next one out will be They Live. Yeah, eight o'clock in new, the morning. I'll be honest, you know, I'm always biased, but it's my new favorite thing at the moment. I think because I'm getting to read these stories, and then yeah. either if I've seen the film or experienced well, them again, or guess what comes after they great. live, you're going to be really disappointed. Rear window. Oh, great. Okay. All right. <laughs> nice. You're like, darn. I have to. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll be honest. I didn't rewatch Candyman. Kai Barker is in that realm of like that. He really fucked me up when I was younger. Sure. Candyman and Hellraiser. They're just. I'm not sure they're films I can go back to. Dude, that sequel one day, Candyman but... is exceptional. I was not right. expecting it to be that good. The imagery That's the has guy. never left me He's anyway. The guy. So He's Dr. Manhattan. Yes, he is the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Didn't you watch it? You watched the legacy sequel? I haven't. No. Well, you couldn't because you're just too terrified. Yeah, the 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 the, the residual memory of the original Candyman just made me think like, yeah, well, yeah, maybe one day. Yeah, and you you loved what we said about Tony Todd though, and how he. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree with everything, yeah. and I think Candyman yeah. is a, a wonderful movie. It's just something about his particular angle on horror really got yeah. for me when I was sure. Younger. Well, yeah. he knew what he was doing. He's not Clive uh, Barker yeah. for, on accident. <laughs> he no. worked at it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's amazing. So, anyway, so that's what we that, that's happening um, as well. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. So we're doing Rear Window mm. next. And then hopefully I pitched him the idea when we finish this season, we will do Most Dangerous Game season. I love it, bro. Yeah, so that should be fun. So that is just, and it was all because of you. You inspired it because we did Death Race and I didn't know. I, yes. I dug up the story of the racer. And so then I was like, Scott, oh my God, look at the story. So here we are now doing a series and we're going to end with this Island earth of season one, which is nice. I have a soft spot in my heart for that horrible shit stain of a movie. Um, <laughs> mostly because the, it was the movie, the mystery science theater 3000. They did this Island earth for their big movie. Mm-hmm. But I already loved the movie for being terrible. And then their version of it is even an extra <laughs> layer of love. So yeah, we've got a lot of good coming up. Lots of nerdy stuff. And then Heath and I keep threatening to finish. <laughs> to finish Sin City but then he was sick and then I had to work and this job would be great and here's the thing about our jobs it's not the customers I love my students (laughs) this job would be great if everybody left us alone (laughs) sure absolutely (laughs) for sure all right well I'm gonna go make dinner and make and get that whiskey and soda and you are gonna watch something on your big screen no doubt with a cup of tea and a chocolate biscuit probably nice chocolate biscuit which we as cookies in America in in the state side it is. Nice. That's all right, my man. advice. That's the thing that's going to put me in the ground, probably. Yeah, that's totally fair. That's all. Hey, those, those are things that happen. So I'm sure we're <laughs> listening. We listened to songs that said killer in them somewhere. Mm. Something killer. Killer queen. Not, not killer queen. That's too upbeat for this. Absolutely. Yeah. Something, something will come to mind. Maybe a view to a kill because of the bond. Sure, that's nice. We I like can listen that. to yeah. some of that because he talks about Bond. So we'll listen to yeah. Duran Duran. I, their oh. new album is great. So listen to Duran Duran on the way out. I'm up for that. Yeah, I love them. All right. You're the best, man. You too. Take care. Bye, everybody. Meeting you with a view to a Face to face in secret places Feel the chill Why a 
Just a 